Howdy and welcome to the Feed Bandit Podcast, where we have fun talking all things hunting and in the process do our best to support small and family-owned businesses in the hunting space. Here are your hosts and resident bandits, Jimmy Byrne and Richard Kinchlow. Howdy folks and welcome back to the Feed Bandit Podcast. Jimmy here, uh, joined by my fellow bandit, Richard. How you doing, sir? Howdy, sir. Doing good tonight. Thank you. Great, great. Well, we're honored to have a special guest with us on this episode. His name is Steve Glass, and he's the owner of TBK Industries. Uh, he's the inventor and creator of Cooler Gel, the Cooler Cube, uh, the Trophy Bag Cooler Game Bag, uh, and so and many other uh, products. Uh, those coolers, that's with a K. Uh, you can find his products over at his website, uh, a couple websites, trophybagcooler.com. There's coolergel.com. Again, that cooler with a K. And uh, we'll have links to all his sites and products in our show notes page, uh, so you can check those out at the end. Uh, hey, Steve, thanks for coming on the Feed Bandit podcast. How you doing, sir? Great. I'm doing absolutely wonderful, and I appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and, and all your your followers. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to have a conversation with you about uh, your cooler products, You know what they're all about. Uh, but first off, uh, you mind just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Well, I I, uh, I was in the insurance industry for 25 years, and I did estate planning. So basically what I did is I provided solutions to people's problems. You know, uh, I had a passion for the great outdoors. I, I love to hunt. I love to fish. And I created a solution to a problem. Had a had an animal spoil one time, and that started me on my track of trying to uh, develop a product that you could actually transport an animal in and keep it cold. You know, yeah, that's, so absolutely. then it took it took yeah it took me one step and and to the next step, and then I started realizing that that uh, you know putting ice on meat uh, created uh, moisture. And the worst thing you can put on meat is moisture, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. what I ended up doing is uh, started a process of trying to develop uh, a cooling source, and that's when I came up with uh, cooler gel. So I've had that on the market. You know, we've got yeah, 14.5 million uh, licensed hunters in the United States. So I felt like that there was a need uh, for, uh, you know, a short-term Portable storage unit, basically, is what it is for, for transporting harvested meat. Yeah, absolutely. And, Let's, uh, do you mind getting into uh, like a couple of just basic uh, things so that we can kind of set the groundwork here, like as far as how to properly handle your meat, you know, to prevent that spoilage? And then I know you have you, – there's an interesting article on your website that I want to link to called The Silent Secret. Uh, can you get into yeah. some of that first? Well, the whole thing is, is people don't understand how, you know, we really don't pay much attention to it. I always ask people, do you ever wonder why wild meat tastes gamey? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is, is it doesn't. If it tastes gamey or it starts to stink when you cook it, that means that the bacteria has gone beyond the point. Uh, you know, we really don't pay much attention to it. You know, if you if you harvest an animal, you know, a deer has a four-chambered stomach, right? And it's a fermentation process. And it generates heat. You know, you ever see an animal that lays on the ground? Well, it's going to bloat because of that heat. And it can actually, the animal can actually spoil from the inside out because of that fermentation process. That the, the gas will penetrate through the intestines, through the abyssus, and it can actually spoil the meat. So, I mean, as a quick example, what I always try to tell people you know, most people don't understand bacteria. Well, bacteria at 32 degrees will double in 20 hours. Hmm. At 40 degrees, it doubles in six. Oh, at wow. 70 degrees, it doubles every hour. And at 85 to 90 degrees, it doubles every 25 to 30 minutes. Yikes. Okay? <laughs> now, meat has to have two things, right? It needs to be kept dry and you need to eliminate the moisture well we've always you know we've done we do what we do is because it's what we've seen it's what we've been taught right right well you have to cool that animal down so all we know is to is to put ice in it well 
Well, people have to understand that animal is is 101 to 102 degree core temperature, right? So mm-hmm. when you clean that animal, you open it up. Well, the bacteria is already there, right? You've got E. coli, Salmonella, Listeria, and Campylobacter, all different types of microorganisms. And as soon as that oxygen hits it, it immediately starts to grow. So the colder and the, the, the faster you clean it and the faster you cool it down, the better the quality of the, of the meat, right? Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of what we, you know, what we try to educate and teach people. It's, it's about the quality of the meat. You know, antlers don't taste very well. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. Right. It, it's, a, it's about me, you know. So what I did is I, I created a, a, a short-term portable storage, basically something for, you know, to be able to, to transfer. It's, you know, I've, I've patented, I've designed it. You know, it was a passion that I had. And my story is I created it because of my son. Because two years in a row, he killed a trophy buck, right? Mm-hmm. And all we could do was stuff the body cavity full of animal, uh, you know, full of ice. Mm-hmm. Well, didn't realize all of that. Well, I got into the science of all this and started realizing that you put moisture on it and it immediately starts to grow. That's why the hide slips on it. You know, you, you get that moisture content and the bacteria just goes crazy, mm. you know. So it's, you know, it was just something that I did. And, and developing my cooler source, my cooling source, was the major part of that. Because, yeah, I can put an animal in that bag, but it generates heat, right? Right. So you got to cool it down. Be able to have, <laughs> you've got to have a cooling source to be able to cool that meat down. And, I mean... Most people don't realize it can be 70 degrees outside, right? Or 60 degrees or 50 degrees. And people think, oh, I kill, you know, I harvest an animal. I gut it and clean it and everything else, and I'm going to hang it. I'm going to let it cool off, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the only difference is, is that animal cannot go below what the outside ambient temperature is, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if it's warm, it's going to be warm, and, and bacteria is going to grow like crazy, and you'll end up spoiling meat that you shouldn't be eating, right? Right. I mean, this, this is this has been an issue that I've I've talked to people about for years. You know, I used to see people on TV say, "Oh well, I wasn't sure about that shot. We're going to back out of here and come back in the morning." Well, I'm not going. To, I, I've I'm always thought eat. that. <laughs> I'm not going to. Hey, I'm not going to eat any of it because it's going to spoil from the inside out. Yeah. It, no, it's not going to be any good. Yeah, yeah. You know. Now, this, this, is, all, this, is, this is all very eye-opening to me, Steve, because when I, you know, growing up, uh, the, the mid-80s, uh, 88, 89, or I guess the late 80s, rather, um, you know, we, we used to go take my mom's Suburban down to Menard, Texas, and, you know, we I remember shooting a deer and, you know, and and we like you say we'd stuff that cavity full of ice because they didn't make those big old ice chests at the at the time. And then what would we do yeah. to transport it? We'd throw it on top of mom's hood with a tarp, <laughs> and then we'd bag that son of a gun up with ice. Uh, and it's hysterical. I mean, it's not hysterical actually. It's actually pretty horrible. You know, thinking about it now because that's what everybody was doing. And you know what? These major processors, especially here in you know Dallas and in the big cities, all that meat's put together. I mean, we're tr- basically killing each other. I know it makes it like whose meat am crazy. I eating now? Don? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Well, let me let me let me tell you a little story. Uh, I dropped a deer off at a at a processor one day, and. I said, well, when can I come back and get it? When will it be ready? He said, hold on a second. We're going to bring you some meat. We'll bring the meat out to you here in a little bit. I said, wait a minute. <laughs> no. You're going to bring the meat out to me in a little bit? He goes, oh, yeah. He said, we don't have time to do this, do that, and everything else. He said, you know, we'll, we just process it, and then, you know, it all goes in together and blah, blah. I said, so in other words, you're going to give me somebody else's meat? Yep. That I don't know how they took care of it, uh, not a not a chance. Mm. You know, it 
you know, wow. it, I, I was like, I've never, I had never heard of this. So, so that's when I started hearing about. Everybody started questioning: Am I actually getting my own meat? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that, this is something out of you know, between me and you. I don't know if you want to get into. Well, no, well, I mean, I'll just say this. Uh, uh, Richard and I, over the last, I don't know, maybe five, six years, five years now, maybe, we've been really processing all of our own meat and everything. And, and you know, to, to be Back. honest, you know, we we, uh, we probably have some work to do in how we, you know, we I think we do better than most. I'll put it this way in yes. processing yes. and all that. But I still, you know, I think we have work to do in that area as well. You know, I mean, just... The more we're learning and you know listening to you and learning about this type of thing, it's uh, it is kind of out. <laughs> it, it, it's very informative, well, it, it, and, and honestly, I think it really for for a lot of folks that hunt in the South, you know, especially early on, man. If you arrow, if it's bow season and, and you know, in, in Texas or, in, or hell in Oklahoma, and you arrow a deer, you know, in the afternoon, it's it's ninety degrees. You, you, you clock's ticking. That's it. You got to get up on it. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly right, and that's that's one of the things that I when I started working on that, I started realizing, hey, October the first, I'm in a deer stand. I'm in a deer stand, and it's ninety degrees outside. Right. You know, it's the 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 process is so fast, and you get out in the country, there are no deer processors. There's there's nothing right around. So what do you do? I mean, you take a chance on, well, here's the deal. With what I created, okay, that allows you to go to deer camp, shoot a doe. You know, it's all about controlling the population. You know, you have to harvest the does. Mm -hmm. You have to have a buck-to-doe ratio, right? You have to have a buck-to-doe ratio. And you get too many does, and the bucks can't. They, they can't breed all of them. Sure. You know, they can't get to it. So you get into you get into different cycles. So what will actually happen is, you know, this is a crazy education, but what will happen is you get into the, the, the early part of the season, the mature does are going to be bred, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Then you get into the next one. Well, the does that haven't been bred are actually going to go into uh, – their season into January. Well, now you get these bucks that are breeding these does. Now they start dropping fawns late. What that creates is when the when the light starts shutting off, it'll actually stunt the growth of the antlers. Hmm. So you have to start. You have to harvest those animals, and hmm. and and now. You're you're talking about uh, getting big body deer with small antlers, right? Because they were they were actually when they were born they were born late. So what'll happen is their antlers will start growing and it starts shutting off and shutting off. So you're going to have you know uh, antler issues. Interesting. You know, I had a, I had a I had a place that I uh, I mean I hunted on this place for twenty years. And that's what happened. We had a 25 to 1 doe-to-buck ratio when I first started hunting there. Wow. The does, the, the, the doe numbers were just, they go and they go and they go, and the bucks are worn out. That yeah. causes them, it causes them to die younger, you know. Uh, they're, they're, they're just worn out. They, you know, they, they go into their breeding cycle, and they don't eat. They just run and chase and chase and chase. You know, I mean, I've literally tracked deer and watched deer go 10, 12, 15 miles from where their home range is looking for does to breed. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah, right. They will, do, they will do that. They will travel long distances. But what happens when you get so many does like that, these guys, these poor guys are worn out. They can't sure. do it. Sure. You know, and that, so, that really gets, anyway, I mean, that that, that, that gets, exposes that them to predation. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes it easier for, you know, the coyotes and everything else. And, 
Sure. I mean, they don't run those. You know, a deer cannot run forever. Right. right. Especially they, without they eating. Chase I mean, <laughs> well, what happens? Waste is, away. What happens? Well, what happens is, is if a a pack of coyotes start chasing a deer, how they get that deer is because he runs and runs and runs until he builds up lactic acid, hmm. and then he collapses. Oh, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, that's that's what actually happens. Is it builds up lactic acid in their into their system and and they collapse. Interesting. You know, but anyway, that's that's the deer bag. You know, that's our, our you know one of the products that we have on the market. You know, we sell them uh, on Amazon. I've got you know our websites and everything else that people can buy those on. You know, but the the whole interesting deal is the the new product that I'm introducing has been on the market for a few years, and it's the Cooler Cube. You know, mm-hmm. we start looking at yeah, we've got 14.5 million licensed hunters, but I, let me tell you this: we have 328 million people in the United States and 6.8 billion people worldwide. Sure. Right? Food preservation requires maintaining proper temperatures. And that created a need for ice and refrigeration, right? Sure. Yep. Okay. So we all use coolers. We all have one thing in common. We all buy ice, right? Sure. Well, just as an example, the United States has 136 million households that own on the average of 3.65 coolers. Well, that's my garage. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody owns a refrigerator freezer, and some of us have additional freezers. But mm-hmm. people don't realize that freezer burns energy, right? Sure, right. And your and your cooler, you have to. You know, the main thing about food preservation and and food quality is maintaining proper temperatures. And with my cooler cubes, what we've done is we've created a product that is designed to keep any cooler at the optimum temperature for food and drinks, right? Right. Well, here's here's another thing. The ice industry, you know, the first ice chest, it was developed, I don't know, 1950, 51, something like that, right? Yeah. Well, each year, coolers, we all use coolers. Is 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 using a cooler um is it is it a leisure or a necessity? Right. Yeah, that's probably well, a necessity answer, down here. Be? <laughs> yeah, here in Texas, it's, it's a, a necessity, necessity in the summer. Yeah, it is a necessity. Well, here's the answer. Every construction worker, every oil field worker. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a cooler. How many people take their lunches to work? How many kids take their their lunches to school, right? Sure. I mean, so the the market for my cooler cubes or even just, hey, if people want to buy my cooler gel, they can buy the cooler gel and they can make their own plastic bottles if they want to. Right. But what I did is I went ahead and I went ahead and took it one step further and I created a container. Right. I've got the cooler cube containers and we, and the new product that we've got coming out is a smaller container that'll be fit in, in the other ones. But let's look at our overall market. We've got boating, camping, people that go tents. RVs, travel trailers, right? Sure, sure. You've got sport fishing. You've got commercial fishing worldwide. Then we we get into hunting. You've got indoor and outdoor sporting events and tailgating. People love to tailgate. Well, the number one purchase that the tailgaters make every year is they buy new coolers. Yeah. The cooler industry is 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 a billion dollar a year industry. Well, there's more <laughs> cheap coolers sold than there are expensive ones, right? Sure. So. People are transporting foods, groceries. You've got lunch boxes for work and school. We've even got emergency disaster areas, such as tornadoes and hurricanes. Mm. We've got FEMA, Red Cross, Salvation Army, and even the military transporting blood and organ tissues. How many times have you seen on TV oh, yeah, right. that they carry somebody's somebody's liver or right. a lung or, or something or a heart? for a transplant. Mm-hmm. They've got it in a $10 plastic cooler. 
right? Well, and and I never right. thought about that, Steve. But you're probably right. You know, if they've got they've got some organ that's that's you know like they're saying they're ten dollar clear, probably not going to stop off at a convenience store and buy a sack of ice to ice the you know. <laughs> I, I never even thought about uh, that application. Right, right. Well, here's the, here's the crazy thing about it. The reason, if you've ever seen that, they've got a clock on that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, they got a clock on it, and. My daughter is a, is a registered nurse, mm-hmm. and she says that is one of the, the hardest things to watch is somebody come in, carry one of those, and it didn't maintain the proper temperatures. Mm-hmm. Where does it go? Yeah. In the trash. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. That's You sure. know, the main thing about it is, you know, with my product, we have a lot of industry, you know, like I said, transporting blood and organ tissues, medical, surgical procedures that require, you know, ice for therapy. You know, the main thing that we have, everybody in the United States, in every household, we all have one thing in common. We all buy ice. But what the sick part about it is, you know, when you you hear people out in California when they're talking about, oh, well, you know, it's, it's a drought. You know how many countries are dealing with droughts? Right. Well, I'm going to throw a I'm going to throw a number at you. There's eight billion dollars a year of bagged ice that's sold annually. That doesn't include any bulk ice sales. So that's approximately eight billion gallons. Now, bagged ice, one gallon is eight point three three ounces, right? Or eight eight pounds point three three ounces. Okay. Well, that's approximately 8 billion gallons of water that's poured out on the ground and poured out in people's driveway. Sure. It yeah, melts. once it melts. <laughs> I, I just did yeah. that Sunday. Yeah, I do it yeah. quite often. <laughs> so, you know, my answer is making ice last as long as possible isn't a convenience. Yeah, tell us how it's that how, how it does that. So walk us through uh, how it how it actually makes it last longer. And and you say it's typically about 50% longer. Is that right? It's a minimum of 50%. Minimum. Well, yeah, walk us through how that minimum. works. Well, basically, my container has our cooler gel formulated mixture in it. You, When you purchase the product, it ships as a lightweight container. That's how we've controlled the pricing on it, is we've been able to keep the price low because we're not having to pre-fill it. So you, as the customer, when you get it, all you do is take the lid off of it, you take the plug out of it, the formulated mixture is already in it, you add water to the fill line, replace the plug, replace the lid, shake it up, wait about 15 minutes, let it activate, and then stick it in your freezer, right? Yeah. If you leave it in your freezer for 12 hours, it'll go down to about 12 or 13 degrees. If you leave it wow. in there 24 hours, <laughs> it'll actually absorb the temperature of your freezer. Now, my good. freezer in my house, my freezer in my house is set on six of seven, got a dial mm-hmm. and it registers i can register a minus 16 degree fahrenheit on that container <laughs> wow so what that does as soon as you pull that container out of the freezer it starts burning btus it starts absorbing heat right mm-hmm. so it, it, it's going to absorb heat well it's going to basically it, it will start thawing everything that it hits see what people realize, they think that ice gets to 30, it's 32 degrees and thawing, right? Mm-hmm. But you can actually register a colder temperature on the ice in the freezer that it's in. Well, the, the biggest problem that people don't realize, that freezer inside your house at 70 degrees is going to cycle 150 times in a 48-hour period. Why? The food that's in that freezer is not designed to absorb that temperature. You've got beef, pork, chicken, fish, vegetables, ice cream, venison, elk, you know, whatever kind of meat that you have has different moisture, content, different texture, different mineral, and that type of stuff. The reason that that freezer has to cycle is that food is not designed to absorb that temperature. You see what I mean? Uh-huh. Sure. So it's it's constantly having to cycle. Well, if you keep my product in that freezer, my product will keep that freezer colder 
So it'll actually push your cycles out. Mm. That's that makes sense. It does, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That that's that's the whole secret to that is oh. is because you know your freezer has to cycle. You've got a core temperature, surface temperature, but most freezers they register off a stratifying air temperature. So that temperature, when you open the door, have you ever noticed when you open your door on your freezer and all the cold falls out, when you close the door, what do you hear? You hear a vacuum, right? Yeah, it's like a seal, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's a, it's a what it's doing is that freezer is causing a vacuum on that because what it's doing is it's trying to repopulate the stratifying air temperature and it's trying to pull that cold out. Hmm. You mean we had we had customers we we did uh, uh, a show down in Texas in 2017 the week before the hurricane hit, right? We had sold gobs of product down there at that particular time, and we were actually getting reports from customers saying we were without electricity for four days and we never lost any food. I believe it. I believe it. Because you keep that product in your freezer, and it will keep your freezer colder than normal. That's how... By putting this product in your cooler and you put it down down in the bottom of it so what you're doing is you're you're putting that down in the bottom of it it can be used with or without ice you know if you're using it for food uh-huh. you don't want all the moisture so you can use the containers by themselves or what it's really designed to do is you put it in the bottom you put the ice on the top of it so when the ice starts to melt it'll actually freeze to that container so now what we've done is we've created a volume of ice that has to melt from the outside all the way through to the container. Then the container has to thaw out. Interesting. So most of the time what's going to happen when you use our product, after you're through using it, most of the time you're going to have to run it under water to get the ice off of it. Mm. Okay. Because if you'll look at our product, I mean literally – You'll see that all the time. And once people see that, then it starts to register. Man, this stuff is so cold that the ice will actually freeze to it. I mean, we we have a video on our website that you can actually see the guy breaking the ice off of the container. And, and what he had actually done is he put it in the container, and he forgot about it and left it in there four days later. He opened it up, and he goes, wow, this is cool. It still froze. Well, he actually broke the ice off of the container and stuck it back in the ice chest, and it refroze the ice to the container on day five and day six. No wow. It's just, it's, it, you know, the product it's... will actually pay for itself. Instead oh, sure. of you going and buying mm-hmm. two bags of ice, Instead of you buying two bags of ice, you buy one bag of ice, you get a couple of those containers, and that will last so much longer than normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it – does, it doesn't make any difference. What type of cooler you have, there's – like I said, there's more cheap coolers sold than there are expensive ones. Sure. Yeah, you know, so along those lines, why, you, why, why are – how does this compare to like spending a lot of money like on a Yeti or, a, you know, one of these Arctic coolers or something like, you know, I mean, well, they tend to hold ice well is, as well, but obviously in a different way. So it's, can you, t- can you speak to well, that? The whole, here, here's the whole thing about those types of coolers, the mm-hmm. roto molded coolers. Okay. We don't, you know, Hey, it doesn't make any difference what type of cooler. And I'll say that over and over again. It doesn't make any difference what type of cooler you have. It's a marketing product. It's a brand, right? Mm -hmm. The whole thing is you have to pre-chill them. You can't leave your cooler in your garage in the summertime when it's 105 degrees in your garage, and you take that out and you put a bag of ice in it, it won't last 12 hours. Because once that heat penetrates that wall, you have to have something strong enough to push that cold out. That's why... With any of those roto-molded coolers, they're great products. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, 
They're great products. They will hold the ice longer than the cheaper coolers. But the main concern is, is you still you need to pre-chill those. In other words, you need to put a bag of ice in it. You need to put some more cubes in it. You need yep. to you need to bring it in the house because if you don't, and and that thing is a hundred and something degrees, you can't. There's it, it's not cold enough, so it's going to melt. You know. Yeah. I mean, there I, there are. You've had you've had it happen, right? Oh, no, that, that's what I was just about to say. And every time I, I had heard that, and then, then, you know, I'd say, I don't know about that. So I remember one time I, uh, we were going to Galveston, and I, I dumped a bunch of cold beer in there and just in Dallas, and they've been sitting in my cooler. It's, it's, it's June. And I get down to Galveston, I got slush in my, my, uh, my super name brand cooler. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And that's when I realized, you know, I forgot to, to quote unquote charge the thing. So we were going on an yeah. access hunt, this uh, access hunt in Brady, Texas, uh, this past weekend, and, and I, my, we were leaving on a Friday night. And Friday about midday, I ran to the store, picked up, uh, picked up two bags of ice to quote unquote charge my Yeti. So I was yeah. actually about to ask you about that, because I, I obviously you'd be the person to ask if if the whole uh, charging was a was a myth or or, or reality. So I, it's reality. Well, I yeah, it is. It's reality. And if you, I mean, if you're going to, if you want to keep it cold, you have to do that. Right. I mean, that's the advantage of, that's the advantage of our product that we have. I can keep any cooler colder longer. Interesting. That's, that's, that's the perfect statement. Okay. I, we can keep any cooler colder longer. It doesn't make any difference. If you've got a, a, an inexpensive cooler that you might keep ice a day, we can go to two days. Some some of these we can go from two days to four days. Right. We've actually the longest report that we had anybody keep ice that that actually contacted us, and that was in September of the year when somebody was on an elk hunt, and he called oh, and said, perfect. "Man, I got to tell you, I got four days and I've still got ice in my cooler well you know it's just I mean the the stories that we get it's it's unbelievable the time frames you know but that's putting ice in there you keeping them cold you know you keep it out of the sun you keep it out of the heat you know we've got every construction worker that's out there's probably got a cooler I mean our market for this product is huge. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's just, it's something that is reusable, refreezable, and you just, you just use it over and over and over again. You know, you bring it home, you take it out, you stick it back in your freezer. You reek, you know, once you charge it, boom, you know, you can use it again. It just, <laughs> it's the, 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 go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, how many cooler cubes like do you need for I don't know I don't I don't know how many gallons an average size cooler is you you probably know the statistics but like uh, do you have a ratio to like one cube is enough for X size of a cooler or X size of a freezer? Well, here here's here's the here's the question. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're gonna if you're gonna use one container, it's it weighs four and a half pounds, right? Okay. So that's that's like a bag of ice, right? It's a half half a bag of ice. The only difference is it'll last longer mm-hmm. than a than a half a bag of ice will. So the longer you want your ice to last, you put that container in there. Now, if you are going on a trip or a camping trip and you're, or anything like that, and you want to make it last longer, you put another one in there. Okay. You put two in there. You know, you put three in there. It just depends on how long that you want it to go. Right, right. Because we know all you're doing is you're maintaining cold and maintaining proper temperatures that you can go for days and days if you need to. I mean, okay. we have people buying, we have people that are using our product and they're saying, hey, man, I went on a camping trip and I was gone five days. And this thing still had ice in it. 
you know, it's, it's, it's about the convenience mm-hmm. of not having to take away from your family or leave what you're doing and have to drive all the way to town to go buy ice. No, that's true. Cause it, let's, you know, if you're out there, you know, you, you may have uh, driven in late at night on a Friday, you say sure. you work all week, you get to your, you know, your, your lease or whatever, maybe late Friday or something like that. And you're hunting all day Saturday, you shoot something in the morning, you know, and you got work to do as well around maybe your ranch or whatever. And if you had to drive, spend a lot of time driving back and forth to get ice, I mean, that cuts into a huge part of your weekend, <laughs> you know, that you oh, could yeah. be do- yeah. using that, that valuable time to be doing something else. So absolutely. I mean, that's a well, it's just like, great benefit. It's just like being on the water, right? Yeah. Water I mean, too. You I've come back people, in or, <laughs> you know, I've got, pe- I, I've got people, you know, we've got the, the fishing industry that is really starting to take notice of, of our product because every boat's got a cooler on it. Right. Right. And yeah. all that ice. There. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody, nobody likes lukewarm drinks. No. <laughs> right? Or, or warm fish that warm have been... <laughs> and, and that's the whole thing about it is, you know, you use, you use our product, you're going to have ice. It's going gonna, it's gonna to last longer, minimum 50% longer, right? So it, it, it's all about the convenience. It's going to save time. It's going to save fuel. It's going to save, most important, money, right? And buying buying the cooler cubes, it, it'll actually pay for itself, right? Yeah, probably not that long of a and, time, and, probably. And more importantly, you know, we're we're dealing in a society of of you know, people are always say, wanting to save and and think about that. But but you think about the waste of how much water that we waste annually. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, I you know that's I at least try to pour mine into a bush or something, and you know, to water water the water. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it doesn't do you a bit of good to water the concrete, right? That's right. Exactly. I mean, the, it, yeah. it, the main thing is, you know, we've created a concept, a design application, you know, of of reducing the shipping weight. We've been able to keep our prices, you know, under control. And keep those prices down, and at this this product will retail for fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents, right? Nice. And I guarantee you, it'll pay for itself in bags of ice that you're not having to to go out and buy. So, you know, we've developed a better product with better performance at a better price, and it's made right here in the USA. Wait. Well, you, you know, Jimmy, I was I was looking at this and I was starting to think, you know, talking about what he was saying about, you know, the bacteria and stuff. You know, when we when we bleed our deer meat out, you know, we, you know, it's, it's kind of like you say, it's the way we we grew up di- doing it. Yeah. We would cover it nice, uh, and we were really good about draining the water out. But but still, you know, ice equals water. That's so true. I'm wondering if, if we get a bunch of these, or it actually, it sounds like just a handful. Um, and we use that as opposed to the the bagged ice, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, Steve, will you, that, will you speak to what how you what the proper way to age meat is from your perspective? Well, you know, when you when you people start talking about aging meat, right? Uh-huh. Well, pe- people think of oh, well, you know, the USDA the guideline is three days. You know, people talk about, oh, I age my meat 21 days or it's age 21 days. Well, how do they come up with that number? Well, it's three days per 100 pounds of carcass weight, right? And the average deer or the average cow carcass is going to weigh 700 pounds. So three times seven is 21. Well, when you're aging a deer, you can age deer meat, but the whole deal is, is you're, you're not talking about 21 days. Because proper aging of meat is three days per 100 pounds of carcass weight. Well, you cut the horns off of it, you take the hide off of it, you take right. the guts out of it and everything right. else. And most of the time, you've got less than 100 pounds. So the faster you clean that animal and the faster you cool it down, the better the quality of the meat. And most of the time, if you're on a hunt, by the time you get home, the aging process is already 
been done, right? Oh, right. right. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> you know, but by controlling the bacteria and cooling the animal down, what you're actually allowing is the natural enzymes in the meat to break right. down the collagen and the complex proteins, and you're getting a natural aging process right. by hmm. controlling the temperature. Okay. Right? And we can do that. I can, we, you can harvest the an animal, and you can stick it in that bag, and you throw 10 or 12 two-liter bottles of cooler gel in it, and you can drop the temperature of that animal below 40 degrees overnight. I mean, okay. the cooler gel is the product. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's the special sauce. That's what makes everything work. It's sure. what keeps everything cold. Sure. You know, yeah, Richard, I think uh, I mean, definitely that's something we need to think about uh, next year. You know, when we're doing that, for well, sure. I, you know, what I, I start so that that that's that's kind of the way we we work when we when we hunt is that, you know, it, this the and I I was just thinking about because it it's kind of the final step at the the place we hunt we have a gigantic ice maker. And, and so we we load up buckets and buckets and buckets and uh, and we're filling up these these yetis and these big old igloos and all that kind of stuff. And I mean the the cost isn't so much the problem because we have a, a supply of ice. But again, the bacteria yeah. is a problem. So I'm almost yeah. wondering, Jimmy, if we if we, if we get the whole crew to save up a whole bunch of two liters, and, yep. and like you say, we buy ourselves a lot a lot of gel, and we say, right. boys, when you bring your cooler, bring your gel. Yep. Uh, we've got that. We've got a massive zero degree um, a freezer, uh, and then you know before we can, you know, everybody sticks their bottles in there and you know gets it ready to go. I, I may have yeah. a solution yeah. here. For sure. Well, here's, yeah. here's another thing. Here's one thing that, that that I'd like to point out. Keeping your freezer, if if you'll keep this product in your freezer, it actually reduces the wear and tear on your equipment, right? Right. It reduces it reduces the cycling. It's got to save energy, right? Right, every, yeah. Every, every, every time that freezer kicks onto a cycle and that compressor kicks on, it's burning energy. Mm-hmm. So if you can maintain proper temperatures, you're actually, you, you're, you're pushing your cycles out, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. So if, if you could, well, here's an example. Let's just say, what if we could reduce one cycle a day? That's 365 cycles a year. How much energy? Right, that's a good point. That? It Maybe. adds up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the whole key to what, you know, what I've developed is something that'll keep any cooler colder longer. It'll keep those refrigerators. Hey, here's, here's a question for you. You remember the old refrigerator freezers that the 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 top actually cools the bottom, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's got a fan that pulls the air in, it blows it down in the bottom. Well, you ever wonder if you get drinks in the back of that freezer, a lot of times when that thing is blowing in there, it can actually freeze the food, right? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. See? Well, here's the difference. We can take We've actually done a test on that, and we pulled that. Those old refrigerators were really designed to only get to about 20 degrees in the freezer because that was the concern, is it would freeze the food in the bottom. Right. This is a crazy thing. We actually put the, 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 the monitors on those, and we dropped the temperature by putting some, some uh, cooler gel in it, in the bottles. I actually dropped the temperature from 20 degrees down to about two degrees. Wow! No kidding. We actually pulled, we actually pulled the temperature of that freezer down. Now, here's another example. This is, this is a perfect example. <clears throat> Every RV and, and travel trailer, the old ones used to have what they call heat exchangers, right? Well, that constantly has to have fuel it's burning either propane or electricity right we took we took a propane it it takes uh, a five gallon propane tank lasted nine days okay right. we took two 
one liter bottles and stuck in that freezer. And we extended the propane tank from nine days to 13 days. Ah, no kidding. You, re <laughs> you reduced, yeah, you actually extended the propane. You keep the freezer colder. And once it, it you know, once it hits that temperature, if right. you're not losing any temperature, then it maintains that proper temperature so it doesn't have to kick on as much. Sure. And and it's the same way. Now, you know, you get into all the RVs and, and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of these new ones, uh, they have the refrigerators like you have in your house. Right. But it's the same thing. Is it's, right. It has to be plugged in. Now, I don't know. I, we, we had some missionaries that actually went over to Africa, and I told them to take this cooler gel with them. And when you get over there, make up some bottles because what they were complaining about is when they get out in these remote areas that everything runs off of generators, right? Right. Well, the generators shut off at 9 o'clock at night, and they don't kick on until 6 o'clock in the morning. Right. So you've got loss of cold in that refrigerator. So you're, you're actually losing food quality because you're losing temperature, right? right? Well, we actually had them put those containers in there, and there was no loss of temperature in that nine-hour period. Wow. That's, that's pretty crazy. Maintain, <laughs> yeah, it was able to maintain that cold temperature. I mean, that's the, that's the whole key to being the success of that whole story of being able to maintain proper temperatures, prolong your ice, not buying as much ice, right. saving energy. I mean, it, 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 it all boils down to, you know, like I say, it saves time, it saves fuel, it saves money, and more importantly, it saves water. You know, sure. the, you know the, the, the companies, you know, everybody's out there to, to make money, and the ice industry is huge. Sure. And the cool and the cooler industry is huge. That's what we all get into. We all have the same thing in common. We all own coolers and we all buy ice. We all own refrigerator freezers. Right? Yep. But if you can if if we can show people the benefit of that product, they'll use it. And they'll use it over and over and over again. So over a short period of time, you're actually gonna pay for yourself. Here's here's one of the one of the really neat things that I always tell people. I bought a lake house, right? Well, that first weekend we were all excited. We had the whole family down there and everything else. That first weekend, I spent thirty six dollars on bags of ice. Oh, <laughs> wow! For all these coolers with all these people. You know what the first thing I did when I came back to Oklahoma City? I went and bought an ice machine that made 300 pounds of ice a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we started out with just us getting ice out of that ice machine. Well, over the time period of having the cooler gel and getting that introduced to everybody, the people putting that in their freezers and everything else, we went from getting one person using a bunch of ice over a weekend. We actually had five people getting ice out of our ice machine. Wow. <laughs> because we all started using the cooler gel and the containers. Sure. And, and now it's, it's just become, it, it's starting to become a household name down there at, at Lake Texoma. Right. There's more and more people are starting to realize, hey, I can I can stick ice in my ice chest, and it'll last all weekend. Mm -hmm. I, I I tell you, one of the biggest problems we have my my family's got a a, a, a beach house in Galveston, and uh, one of the the problems that we have all, frequently is we've got uh, one of the big roto molded coolers down there. 
Uh, and of course, we'll go yeah. down there in the summer. It's hard in Hades. I mean, you know the story. And of course, I'll I I charge that that son of a gun up, and it's it's nice and cool in there. But we, you know, we we got a whole whole slew of folks down there. We've got one refrigerator, so we use the coolers for for drinks and all that. And and, and I tell you what. It, it, it's all, this is really, I'm like, I'm actually about to text my uh, my cousin-in-law because this is our biggest pet peeve is walking down the darn stairs and go buy an ice. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and Jimmy knows what, and Jimmy knows the process. He's been there a few oh, times. Yeah. It's, these big or old carrying a, are carrying yep. a 800 pound cooler up the stairs. Oh, full oh of ice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so and I, beer. I, I'm, yeah. And so the, the frustrating thing is, is that, you know, we'll put ice in the cooler and get off and then, you know, okay, well, we we we're making drinks and stuff. We go through, you know, we can only keep one bag of ice in the in the freezer because it's full of stuff. But you know, if we have the little the, the little um the little uh, blocks that you're talking about, you know, yep. full of this uh, of this cool gel, I might think it'd be absolutely crazy. I mean, it's a game changer. Yep. Yeah, yep. It, it is. It really is. It's a game changer. And once people start, once people start using it, they they just think, wow, I can't believe what, you know. Somebody hadn't come up with this before. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the the thing is, there's other products that are on the market, but they're phase change materials. And that phase change, see, the, the education part here, phase change materials were developed by the pharmaceutical industry for shipping diabetic medication and hormone creams. Ah. Right? Well, the that. whole thing is, it... it it had to be developed and had to be set to where it could set at a certain temperature so it wouldn't damage the product. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you've got Arctic ice, Yeti ice. You know, you've got all different types of products out there that will do that. Well, our product compared to their product will outperform it. It will last longer than theirs will. And it's half the price. Wow! The Yeti, the the you know the Yeti ice is is a is twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Sure. Well, our product is fourteen dollars and ninety nine cents. You get you get twice as much, and you get a product that is has better performance, and it'll last longer. Well, it, I will say this: it is an amazing product. The cooler, cooler gel, the cooler, cooler cubes, and a great offer. Obviously, I mean that's it's uh, very, very cool. Um, so we're coming up on an hour, and I want to be respectful of your time, Steve. I know you said you were about to eat dinner, and I don't want to <laughs> yeah, keep you away from that. Uh... <laughs> that dinner's as cold as your product well, now. Exactly. <laughs> you get up to heat that. Take it, move it away from well, the cooler. But uh, we really, uh, we really appreciate well, the, it. The whole, the whole thing is, guys, it's 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 all about education and trying to educate the consumers. You know, it's like I say, it's all about convenience. It's all about being able to try to keep things as cold as possible. I mean, you, you here's one other thing: you don't realize you go to the grocery store. Do you realize the temperature of your vehicle when it's 100 degrees outside or 90 degrees outside, right? You're in there 70 degrees with your air conditioner on and you're happy as a, as a camper. Do you realize that by the time you get out of that car within, I'm going to say, 15 minutes, the inside temperature of that car can go to 130 to 135 degrees in just a matter of minutes, depending on what the color of your car is, the okay. color of the inside interior, you know, when you know when to tint it, blah blah blah, that type of stuff. You know, that's what people don't realize. Now, I go to the grocery store and I buy food and meat and vegetables, lunch and milk and everything else. You realize what happens to that food when you throw it on that hot seat? Sure. Uh, you start point. reducing. You start reducing the quality of that food and your shelf life, right? Sure. I mean, your gen something that's generating heat is going to take away from how long that product is going to last. You know, I mean, hey, people get sick from food poisoning. You know, 
So maintaining proper temperatures is is really one of the most important things that you can do. I mean, here's another thing. You've got women that, you know, are traveling. You have, you know, they're breastfeeding their children. The people, they're, they're having to transport, you know, stuff like that. And maintaining proper temperatures. I, I've, I've had, I don't know how many women I could tell you, say, this is the greatest stuff I've ever seen. I fly. And, you know, I have to take that with us. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they, they, they have, you know, that's the great thing about it is you're, you're, they're feeding their children, but that you have to keep that stuff cold. I mean, yeah. how much stuff people with that are, that are diabetics, oh, yeah. Yeah. they take their medicine. They have to keep that stuff cold. Right. Well, you know, I mean, the, and, the, uh... and the little, the little, you know, the little freezer packs that they have on the market. Yeah, they don't last very don't, long. They don't last very long, and it just they they just thaw out so fast. You know, you've got to maintain proper temperatures. You know, and I think you know the new design of the new smaller container that we have, and and hopefully. Uh, We'll have that on the market um, in April. And for people taking lunches and stuff like that, the smaller coolers, we have a a great market for this product. And I think that once people start seeing it, once people start using it, it just, it, it goes by word of mouth of people seeing this. Well, and that's uh, more, that's why we're talking to you tonight, trying to get that word out. Uh, Yeah. The uses are endless. Well, that's, pre- that's for sure. So <laughs> we appreciate, you know, we appreciate people like you guys that are that are, you know, looking at people's products and trying to pass that word on to the consumers, because it it's all about education. Right. 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 Well, we and, and once, we appreciate you people, coming on and telling our listeners about it. Absolutely. Well, that we you know we appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you know, much success for you guys, and hopefully. You know, we just continue to grow our market, and you know, uh, one of these days, it's just you know, it's it's going to be a household. It will be a household name. You know, yes, I felt absolutely. like, you know, the one thing about this product is we realize, you know, I've I've spent my my whole life trying to help people, and and that's one of the things that I've done, and I really truly feel that I've created something that can benefit people worldwide. Well, we, we agree. <laughs> so at, again, uh, we're thankful that you came on the podcast tonight to let everyone know about it. Um, and again, I, I don't want to keep you from your tell dinner. To, so <laughs> that's all, that's all right. Tell them, Hey, just tell them to go to coolergel.com. Right. You know, you can, you can buy it on, uh, uh, we've got it at Amazon. We've got it at Walmart, walmart.com. Uh, you know, just put a link on there and, and let people see it. Let them watch right. the videos. I will. Yeah, um, I'm going to definitely yeah. put the, all your links on there. I'm, I'm going to, uh, if it's okay with you, embed some of your videos on our on our podcast page so that they can watch them immediately uh, if they're you yeah. know, going to the page. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, we'll uh, – It'll definitely have a lot of information there. Of course, I'm going to link to uh, some of your articles where you talk about uh, why that why this is needed and what it oh, can do sure. and all that. And uh, uh, yeah, with that, uh, I just want to thank you a lot for coming on the podcast. Absolutely, well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate the opportunity, and 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 hopefully we'll we'll uh, we'll help people in the future. You know, that's oh. what it's all about. All right, sounds good. Get it out there. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. All anyway, right. Well, well, you guys, you guys, take care, and I appreciate the opportunity, and and much success to you guys, and, and uh, you know, your your, hopefully, your viewers and your followers will continue to grow, and and it's all about products. Hey, who knows? We might Absolutely. we might have some more, more things to talk about. Yes, so, sir. Absolutely. You got. <laughs> Okay. Well, you All guys, right. well, you take you guys care. I, I appreciate. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you, sir. 
Uh, I, I love a person who is just passionate about what they do, and, and clearly that gentleman, uh, Steve, is, is 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 definitely he's all about. It. I mean, the the stuff that he knows uh, is absolutely fascinating, and and I mean, and, and truthfully, um, you know, I I kind of came into this just thinking, okay, you know, really want to learn more about you know, preventing the bacteria with ice, you know, and then I, I'm guilty. Hey, done it, you know, and. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I um, said, you know, we, I, yeah. think, I think I think I would put us up against, you know, most anybody and how oh, we sure. process our deer, you know, and how we take care of them. But at the same sure. time, you know, I, I, I already know I'm already seeing in my mind, obviously <laughs> in my mind, but, but I'd like a uh, crab tree. I, I pictured it in my mind. No, yeah. uh, I, you know, I'm seeing how, uh, how, uh, you know, there's definitely several areas where we can improve absolutely <laughs> and, and you know i mean this whole the whole issue with ice and water and you know the melting yeah. and all that stuff i mean to have yeah. a product like that where you know not only obviously saving the money part and let, paying for itself over time is great but truly yeah. your your health is the most important thing and you know oh, I mean, yes ingesting there's, there's no doubt you know, bad meat and all that i mean can right. have a lot of other repercussions that just sure. aren't worth it you know so it's sure. it's 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 probably worth it and it is sounds worth it to invest in something like that that oh yeah in several of them not just one right. I mean, you buy right. four or eight of them you know depending on how often you use them i mean to right. and you use them at home in your own freezer right. at home and whatnot just to ensure that what you're feeding or what you're actually processing but then later on right. what you're feeding yourself and your family is Right. Uh, worthy of your ingestion. <laughs> well, and you know, one thing, one thing I would, again, just the thinking about the, the real small little examples of where we could use something like this, but you know, God, Rancho Bandito, when we're going fish in the summer, we're, we're oh, driving man. around and we want to have some beer. I mean, God, yep. it, you know, everybody, and I oh. mean, everybody hates going to get ice. ice. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and if well, I know that, you know, he says there, it's just not a substitute for ice, but my God, if we could put, exactly. we could put two or three of these in, in the, you know, in our little coolers uh, and then, you know, then, then, then do half the ice. Right. I mean, half. So let, let's figure this equation out. A couple of two or three of his product. Okay. Uh, and whether it be the, the gel or the actual cubes. Okay. Uh, plus a little bit of ice equals, Less time messing with ice, which then equals more fun. That's right. And, and, more... and, I, and, I, and I'd say, uh, and I know I've had this conversation several times, I think, with Illini, that right. there is nothing like an ice-cold beer. There's the, yeah, you know, no, a great... it, It's different. It's it, it, When a beer has been sitting in extremely cold ice for a long yes. time, Yes, it just tastes different than just coming out of your your, your refrigerator, right? It does. No. And especially if it's just sitting in... sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you could have in the summertime fishing, you know, having oh, that thing God. sitting on the ranger or whatever, you know, uh, their cooler, uh, you know, and, and you reach in there to get a beer and you've been right. fishing for a while and it's all water and it's starting to get warm and you're like, I don't know. But to be able to reach, yeah, demoralizing, but to re be able to reach in there, all you do is feel just the pure cold of the ice and right. everything. Cause you have a cooler, cooler cube in there or something. Sure. Pull that, that ice cold beer out. There's nothing right. more refreshing. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I didn't really get a chance to talk to him, but I'd like to try to do some, uh, do some, do some product testing. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, um, I, I know it's already been tried and true, but let's, uh, we we can definitely do some product testing. You know, this yeah, uh, this summer when it when the uh, we're gonna burn your face off heat comes. Right, right. So right. Uh, yeah, which which by the way, for our listeners who are uh, who are not from the the state of Texas, and again, we 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 always talk about. You know, temperature fluctuations in the state of Texas. Just a, uh, a, a a little doozy for you here. I think on Wednesday the high in Dallas. Well, let's say to say yesterday, so that because they don't know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, talk so we're talking here, and then yesterday, yeah. right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yesterday, uh, it was. Um, gosh, I think it was close to close to eighty. Seventy-seven, uh, I thought. Seventy-seven, yeah, yeah. And then, um, uh, then after that, it dropped down to thirty uh, some odd today. It's going to be in the upper twenties tonight. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Enough to make you sick. No, no, no kidding. Yeah, that's the. I mean, listen to my voice. It's so scratchy. It's just, it God, come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you got anything else uh, to leave our folks with before we uh, sign off here? 
I think that I think that's it. But uh, yeah. that was that was a fun one. It was a fun one. I just want to say again, thanks to uh, Steve Glass of For sure. the Cooler Cooler Gel Company. He he is the inventor and creator of the Cooler Gel Cooler Cube, the Chofer, Trophy Bag Cooler Game Bag, which we talked about it towards the beginning. You put your uh, your deer in there and throw some of the cooler cooler cubes in the cavity of the deer to keep that deer cool, not not ice. Right. Uh, and all those all those coolers are spelled with a K. Uh, you can go to, over to his website, trophybagcooler.com, and then uh, as well as tr- coolergel.com, and those both are spelled with a K as well. Uh, but we'll have links to these sites uh, in our show, on our show notes page. And just want to say again, thank you, Steve, for coming on. And uh, that's really going to do it for this episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to go over just to our website feedbandit.com see what we have going on over there and uh we really appreciate it so you guys have a good one support your local feed store thanks for listening to the feed bandit podcast if you want to find new and innovative hunting gear and service providers not typically offered through the traditional big box hunting stores come on over and join the hunt at feedbandit.com slash join When you join, as a bonus, you'll get our entertaining free e-guide of unique hunting tips and tricks. And a reminder to all you small businesses, feed stores, gear inventors, or entrepreneurs in the hunting space, if you'd like to get more exposure to potential customers by being featured on the FeedBandit podcast, please let us know. We'd love to discuss what we can do for you and your business. Go to feedbandit.com slash promote. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please give us a rating and review on iTunes as it would really help us out. Go to feedbandit.com slash iTunes. Thanks everyone for listening. Until next time, please remember to support your local feed store.